everybody welcome to the show uh we're back sort of um been away for a few weeks uh i don't know if anybody can tell my voice might sound a little different sounds different to me um not sure i'm 100 percent in love with it this in the new sound so it's not that different it's it's different so. inside my own head, you know what I mean. Like I can the, Maybe you're the how, hearing different how it resonates inside my own nose and and head. It it sounds different to me. I'll listen to this recording later to see, mm-hmm. yeah, if I can hear any difference. But it, it does sound different to me. So, well, you want to tell them why? Oh 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 yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is kind of the state of affairs show. Um, been away uh, since what has it been now? Since the thirty last day of the month, yeah, yeah. last day of March, yeah. And uh, I had I had nose surgery. I'd mentioned it before on the show. I, I had nasal surgery. I broke my nose with a baseball. Years I was a uh, uh, me and a baseball had a collision about eighty uh, eight, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, and you actually had sinus surgery. Yeah, I had I had yeah I had I had I hadn't it wasn't cosmetic because you look at me and go <laughs> you know but. But uh, yeah, it was uh, structural. You know, they did a, the uh, uh, nasal deviated. Septum. No, but there was a name for it. I don't recall. It's what called it sinus now. surgery. Yeah, <laughs> it was like um, nasal reconstruction. I don't know what the what the name was. It was a it was a big long technical name. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Doctor Matheson. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled. <laughs> it's Matheson. It's, spelled, it's Matheson, whatever. But it, it was spelled weird. Well, to me, Matheson. It's M A T H I A. S E N, I believe. I don't believe that's correct, but I, I believe so. I believe he it says is. Says it's Matheson. You can say whatever you want, <laughs> but I just look at the letters, you know. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to that guy. He, um, we, when I went to the when I went to get the uh, the uh, pre op or the the original consultation, um, I think he thought I was joking, right, about my nose, because I think a lot of people go into the to the to the doctor and they make up a story about this and that and the other. So they can get their surgery taken care of by insurance or whatever. And uh, so I think he was speculating. I think he thought maybe, okay, this guy's just going to tell me a story. So I go in there and I, I said, look, he says, what's going on? I said, well, this is before he looked at my nose. He said, what's going on? And I said, uh, I said, what it feels like is I broke my nose with the baseball. And, and you could see, you know, previous, you could see the glory of the nose that I had before. Uh, it was shaped like a C. It looked like a crater on the moon, you know, and uh, my whole life, ever since 88, I've had this issue with um, strange times of the year. I would have nasal blockage. I'd have, you heard on the show, if you've listened to the show before, you heard me <laughs> clearing all of that uh, for just every five seconds. It was just a disaster. And uh, I just, it was just awful. Certain times of the year, that one nostril would be blocked, the other one would be clear. And then on the show, the more I talk, the more that the air or whatever was going on inside there, um, as I talk, the the stuff would kind of move to the fo- the front of my nose, and so it, one side would become blocked, the other one was still moving a little bit. But it was just a strange situation. There was always some kind of dryness on one side and wetness on the other. So I would I told the doctor that I said, hey. I said, this was going on. He said, on one side of my nose, one nostril feels like the desert, and the other one feels like the bottom of a swamp. Okay. <laughs> and he looked at me like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah sure. sure. Okay. Did. Let's have a look. That's what he said. Okay. He looks at me and he goes, you know what? He says, that was like one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of what I saw in your nose. He says, that nose, he says, one side of it was just like, it was like, he said, the turbinates were all disturbed. My, my, uh, my, uh, what do they call that? Your, um, your sinuses were all blocked and whatever. And then the, the shape of the, of the septum was like a C, you know, the tip of my nose moved, was go to the left. It was just a disaster to yep. me. Yep. And so I, we finally got it done. And, uh, yeah. And he told me that it was pretty major that that's probably one of the worst cases he had seen as you leak out <laughs> he just leaned over and <laughs> i don't even know if i should say <laughs> well since i've since this whole thing i've had to rinse out my nose every day with a uh, neti pot or whatever that little water bottle is with, yeah, right. with salt water mm-hmm. and um 
I've had to rinse it out every day, three times a day. And for whatever reason, once you put blow the water into your nose, uh, every for the next 10 minutes, if you lean over, if you bend down to pick up your socks or you reach <laughs> for something on the floor, it just becomes a, a, a waterfall out of your nose. And, and as I was saying, as I was talking, he leaned over. <laughs> I saw, well, I saw a fly in the room and I was like, I need to get that. There's a fly swatter right down by my feet. I'll reach down to get it. And then of course, you know. Leakage. Yeah. It's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, you did have one of the worst um, cases, I guess, is what how he explained it to me. Um, that it was pretty bad. So yeah, I was actually surprised at how long the surgery took. It was like basically two and a half hours. Yeah. Of okay. surgery. Well, here's a funny story that I, I've been telling since I, it happened. Um, so I, I never, in my whole life, you know, knock on wood, I'd never had a surgery other than, than eye surgery, uh, laser eye surgery That's back it. in the 90s. No, nope, uh, 2000. Was it 2000? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 2001, I think yours was. Oh, that's when we had a little money. <laughs> And I remember getting surgery Before for kids. you. Yeah. Before kids. I remember ha- uh, buying surgery for you. Yes. I, well, I, th- speaking of which, I, I came to you one year. It was like it was Christmas or what was it? What holiday was it? Christmas. Christmas. And I came to you and I said, look, I got a few bucks in my pocket. I could buy you a ring or jewelry of some kind, thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. Or I could buy you, uh, you know, whatever you want, man. Something, something nice, something good, something, you know, something Gucci. Excuse me. I had to, had to do it again. Um, you know what that was? That was just like, you know, that was like a, a, a homage. I paid a little I think tribute. it was more like, um, habit. No, I think, you know, the, it's still recovery. Okay. Anyways. So I said, I could buy you whatever you want, you know, buy you, you know, jewelry or whatever. And, uh, and then I don't know what happened. What happened? No, you offered me. No, no. But I, I, how, did, how did I come up on it? I don't know. I think I saw a TV show of a doctor that uh, was working down in San Diego that did all the eye, sur- oh, eye like surgery for, for the stars. Yeah. He was doing uh, surgery for uh, football players and things like that. And, and so... And somebody famous in LA. And then I, and I was oh, like, like, yeah. Britney's? No. It was, was, yeah, some it was, singer. Some sing- it was definitely somebody in LA that uh, famous that had gone to the guy. And um, so I said, you know, let me check it out. And I found out it costs what I had in the bank. And I said, okay. So I came to you and I said, look, and by the way, this is when LASIK was not cheap, right? This and that's, I don't that's not true. The what does it cost today? Prices were starting to go down, but the thing is, it's like you wanted to go to somebody reputable, and the reputable people were thousands of dollars. Where what now, does it cost today? Like five hundred dollars an eye. I really? Mean, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it doesn't. I swear, it's really cheap. Okay. It's cheap. Yes, you have it done again. Well, if you need a touch up, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> so, but see, the, also the, the benefit to this this one doctor. Was that he uh, would he had a setup where you get in there, they take care of you, and then they pick you up in a limo and they drop you off in a limo. Yep, and that was the whole selling pitch, you know. Well, yeah, it was okay. like they pampered you. They pampered you, yeah. sure. And so, but the, uh, come to find out later on, this guy was doing like a thousand a day. He was just, he was <laughs> like just you know next, you know, next cattle. And, it's yeah. like yeah, he was almost like he'd um, do the surgery and then, you know. Let his handlers take care of you. Right, that's exactly how it was, by the way. Yeah, and I, well, I remember, I, I remember. Um, what was it? I think you came home. I was at work. I think when you came. Home. Oh yeah, yeah. You weren't there. And, you weren't home. Uh, then they, they, you said that they just, they had you in the limo. Yeah. They just opened the door and said, "Get out." And then you. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No. But they they walked to the front door or something, and then you. Yeah, you know. it got me in, and and because I ended up taking more like you know when they they take you in they say okay you have you can they want you to take valium or something like that i think it was valium oh to, yeah to, okay. to calm you down okay. or yeah. whatever and of course you know you know me i i didn't um it didn't really do much so they had me take another one yeah then you became a zombie well then i i was fine the, during the whole thing but yeah. on the car ride home i fell asleep well, I heard so, too, they don't want you to take too much because uh, you actually will interrupt their surgery because you're going to close your eye or want to. Right. Uh, and I didn't interrupt any of that. I was totally fine a- until the end of the surgery and when they put me in the limo. Then I was like, I just, it's almost like I passed out. I was just tired. I fell asleep. So I don't remember the entire car ride home. 
Um, I just remember waking up when they're like, you're here. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm home. Okay. Well, you know, that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me in this, in this na- nasal surgery situation. I was, um, I uh, went into the thing and I was nervous, you know, because I'd never had a, a, any kind of surgery really, other than that, that eye surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, I go into the thing and uh, I'm laying there. They're walking me through to the room and they finally get into the surgery room. And they, they get me into a robe and do all this jazz. There's a bunch of people in there. And of course, you know, I've never, been, never had surgery before. I don't know what to, to make of it. I don't know what to do. I mean, I remember, I remember, you know, I had the motorcycle accident years ago. I had to be in a room full of people like that with a, in, a, in a thing. I was all bloody and whatever. And then... Um, but it was no surgery. So it's a little different. Yeah. And then... Um, so I go in there. I'm on this... I'm on this they say, get up on the table. Get up on the table. All these lights and equipment and whatever. And then uh, I don't know what I'm going to do as far as like anesthesia. I don't know what kind they're going to have, right? So uh, he, I'm laying there and, and there's people talking to me and, hey, joking around. Blah, 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 this. And I said, you guys be nice to me, you know? I heard you were the jokester, by the way. Yeah, what do you mean? When I when they finally let me into recovery, they're like, oh, yeah, I said, how's he doing? They're like, oh, it's fine. He's making us laugh or something. You're always joking around. So. Whatever you're saying, the same thing happened when you had the motorcycle accident. I come back and the nurses are like, "Oh yeah, he's making us laugh back here." So. Well, that's because I had a concussion. I had a straight up concussion that time. Uh oh, it's coming back. All that whatever's going on in my nose is starting to rile up. So, um, but I remember laying on the table, just lay, you know, laying there and talking and chatting. And the guy says, "Here, just go ahead and breathe into this mask, right?" And uh, I thought, because it's just a little oxygen. I'm like, well, I don't know if you said that. I just, just breathe some of them. Just breathe. I, I just said, um, okay, you know, like you put it on my face and then here, put, breathe in here. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking it's oxygen. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't just oxygen. <laughs> uh, I remember, oh, this is what I remember. I remember going, I remember taking some big deep breaths. I have big lungs, right? Like this. And I, I, I go like, I take the mask off for a second and I look over to the guy that's standing next to me. I say, Hey man, this thing's not working, you know? And literally I went to take one further breath, like, (coughs) excuse me. (laughs) And after that, I remember waking, Hey, you're all done. Wake it up. You know, I, I'm all I remember was taking that breath. And then I woke up after the surgery. That's, that's the kind of situation it was that day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, weird, definitely weird. Yeah. And then they told me it was, it was uh, propofol, propofol and that other stuff. What's the other stuff? Fentanyl? Yeah. That, I think that was the combination. And, but, and the doctor's telling me, so I'm like, Hey, didn't, don't people die from this? You know what I mean? He says, yeah, but people have to watch you. I'm like, I hope you're going to be there. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. Septoplasy. Sept- yeah. Septoplasy, sinus surgery. Something like that. I'm trying to remember what it's called and look it up. But yeah, you had it all. You had it all. They had to go up in there. I remember when the doctor, you came out and the doctor called me um, and he's like, it's done. I was like, oh, thank God. Where were you? I was in the waiting room. Oh, okay. And so there's a, you know, big screen that tells you where they are in your process. Yeah. And so you're assigned a number. And so I can track you and see what's happening. It'll, yeah. it'll say you're in pre-op, you're in, in surgery, yeah. you're in post-op, yeah. you're in recovery. Jeez. Okay. So it gives me the everything. That's and cool. Yeah. So that's why I knew you were in surgery for longer than expected because they, he said, oh, usually the surgery is less than two hours. You yeah. know, around that, maybe a little less than two hours kind of thing. Yeah. And yours was already two hours and 20 minutes. And I'm like, what the, what's happening? So when he gets on and he talks to me he's like oh yeah it was really bad and i'm like he goes but it's good we got it we got it done it's fine he's fine it was like really what he told me it was really bad what 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 was really that your what your situation right so that you um you had sinus surgery he's like yeah we had a your sinuses were completely clogged your turbinates, everything, everything was completely clogged. So they had to go inside and literally open them like a balloon, something or other. I don't know, to get in there to, to clean everything out. And that I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, that's why we have a CAT scan so that I make sure I, I, I know exactly where I'm going and I don't go up into his brain or anything. I was like, damn. So 
Yeah. Wow. He he says it was really bad. And then when I asked the nurse afterwards, she's I think we asked, it's like, well, what, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where was he on that? And they're like, oh, well, nine to 10. (laughs) Like you were almost the worst that they've ever had. So, yeah, not good. But it's done. I'm just more concerned with you constantly touching it and messing with it. So don't stop touching it. That's all. <laughs> I mean, how do I not touch the... I mean, well, because you, you do this. I, look, I did stop doing that a week ago. Okay, so... But, um, yeah, no, I, you got to touch the nose. I, yeah, you got to clean the thing. No, no, I meant... Got, but you're, you're doing this. Well, they can't see what you're doing. But what I see is because you do this... Oh, stop, stop. I don't want to hear this. Now you're going to start telling me I'm, I'm shaping my nose. Um, this is not clay. <laughs> this is a nose. No, it's still healing. Uh, it's yeah, no, no, stop, stop. A little stop, bit of clay. Right, whatever. I'm not worried about the aesthetic of it. It is what it is. As a matter of fact, I've been living with it shaped like a cornucopia for like <laughs> for, <laughs> for the last 30 years. It's not going to be that much. I mean, this is, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be going to the movie industry. I'm not going to be out putting this face on TV or anything like that. Well, do me a favor then. <clears throat> Go from left okay, to right. Know. But you know, you know, it's really weird. I was watching that movie Roadrunner with uh, Bourdain this morning. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it really did inspire me again about, you know, uh, what I do, you know, made me think about it a little more deeply, you know, because I think the thing about you, know, what, what separated Bourdain from the rest of like, I was, I was watching a, I didn't watch it. I saw a little advert advertisement about to say, I was about to say advertisement, um, excuse me, an advertisement for uh Stanley Tucci show, the uh, discovering Italy or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and I watched a couple episodes and I love Stanley Tucci. I always thought he was a great actor. Um, I don't like the show. I did. I mean, I, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying, I guess, is it's fine. It's, it's like every other show. But I, I was watching the Roadrunner movie with, uh, about Bourdain's life. And it, what really got me thinking again about this whole thing is because, you know, like I've always been kind of a talker. I like words. I like the, the use of words. And, but I've never written writing, like mm-hmm. putting. I can talk all day long. But as far as writing it down, I've, just, I've, been, I've been, had an aversion to it. I don't think that, you know, I don't think I have, I don't have, I mean, I never thought of myself as a writer, mm-hmm. you know, and though writing is literally the same thing as talking, essentially. Uh, and I was like, well, if, if I'm, if I'm talking, isn't that enough? Why do I need to write it down? Why do you sit in front of a typewriter and write it down? I mean, cause I, but there are people who really communicate better via reading than they do with hearing, I guess. Like a blog, you know, you have a blog and people love to read the blog and read your posts and the prose that mm-hmm, you use mm-hmm. to write down your ideas. I've never really thought of myself as somebody who did that. And, but what's weird though, is that periodically in my life, I've said, well, you know what? Writing is an extension of your ideas, extension of the way you talk, the way you speak, the way you're, you're communicating your ideas. But I've never really thought I had any too many ideas that anybody cared about, you know? And then um, apparently that's the same thing happened to Bourdain. He was a chef for 30 years or whatever in, in uh, Leal in New York. And um, coincidentally married to the same woman for that long. And he was living this kind of, you know, vagabond kind of life. He had a drug habit. He had, he worked long hours. Uh, he kind of didn't, never traveled anywhere. He, but he did read a lot. He was a big reader. And I've never been a big reader. You know, like I read small things on the internet, but I don't like to sit down to a book, which is actually, I think my ideas changed a little bit this morning because you know what, um, if I could even express myself uh, a 10th of what he was able to do. But the thing about it is like, you know, when, when you think of him, uh, he, he changed his life over just a matter of a few years. You know? I, I don't know. I really wanted to see that documentary. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Well, I'm so. telling you, he, 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 was, he worked as a chef until 1999. And then he wrote Kitchen Confidential, which, mm-hmm. was, which was my Bible when I went to culinary school. Right. And um, which I want to read again, speaking of which. i got to find it. That book's around somewhere. But um, if I could express myself even a tenth of what he's able to do, what was able to do. But, you know, I think the thing about it is that um, the reason why people cared about him and why liked his, his shows 
and everything he pretty much did is because he had a vulnerability that I can identify with, you know, like I can see he, he had a charm. He was an elegant looking guy. He wasn't handsome, whatever, but he was like well put together, very stylish, um, New Yorker style, uh, well read. And uh, I aspired to that, I think. Oddly enough, though, when I started uh, culinary school, I didn't start culinary school because I thought, okay, I want to be a line cook. Uh, I didn't think, well, I, at the time, I wasn't even thinking about Anthony Bourdain. It wasn't even a thing back then. I mean, because I went to school in like, what, 04 or 05, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so he was just on the rise and his show was out and... Um, yeah, but as time progresses, I think uh, the things that I want to do with Grubthusiast and the things that I want to do in general, uh, traveling and eating, that's kind of always, I mean, he was my inspiration for that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, but see, the, the, my fear, I guess, was, and this is no cut to to Guy Fieri or whatever, but the last thing I wanted to do is have this turn into a, a dr- diner's drive-ins and dives. That's not the direction I wanted to go. And then as I look back, I get the, the direction I do want to go is kind of like what Bourdain did. But when I look at Bourdain's show, I look at it and say, well, what made that show wasn't just traveling and, and having someone film you while you eat. It was his perspective on the situation where, you know, you watch other shows about cooking, like, like the one with um, Stanley Tucci. It's it's like a, a rah-rah kind of moment. You know, he goes and he's trying to expose the more elegant side of, of what's going on in Italy, and that's great. But the thing about Bourdain was that he, was, he wasn't there just to show the beauty of it and show him eating beautiful meals, and he was making a statement. He, I mean, he, whether he liked it or not, he was, he was showing the ups and the downs and the, the goods and the bads about every place he went to. He made a... a, a a statement about what was happening there. And that's what made it attractive. And then what he did is he able, he was able to um, form words that made you interested. It compelled you. It drew you in to his ideas um, and his observations about it. He, um, but you know, like they were showing this one episode where he um, was in like Nigeria or something. And there was, there was, um, they were having a hard time getting food and it was, you know, there was a lady there making, plates of food and then um, the um, while he I mean, obviously they have money you know but his crew and he was trying out the local fare but these a lot of there's a big line of people who were looking to get food locals and then um, he had a lot of leftover food he bought me but to him there was nothing I mean it was like the cost of it was nothing so he decided, well, look, give these people the leftover food. Mm-hmm. It, it damn near caused a riot. Why? Because everybody was trying to, oh, I want it, I want it. Well, because, yeah, exactly. They were all, you know, the, the bigger ones were beating up the little ones to get the food. You're going to, my food, my, they're all starving. And um, it turned into a riot mm-hmm. over just, you know, I mean, and, but, the, you know, how do you solve it? I mean, how do you, it's such a, it's such a kind of a, a touchy situation. You want to be nice. You want to, what if you just said, okay, hey, there's food for everybody. But then there's, there isn't enough food. She's not, she doesn't have enough food for everybody. So then it would cause a different kind of riot, you know? But, but, but see, the, like, but you know, like you watch those shows and he did one, that one on Beirut and, and, you know, you, it made you want to go there. You know, he, they were, he, he was there, I guess, to do, uh, to talk about how Beirut had changed, you know, from its, you know, war torn side. And he was there uh, talking about the food and the culture and how it evolved and whatever. And then the day he was there, they shot two scenes for the show. And then uh, war broke out. Oh, jeez. So they're there in this, you know, safe hotel watching the salvos of the battle right in front of him. And the, the, the things that it, the, the kind of the emotional um, effect it had on him, you know, which was was kind of strange, you know, not strange, but you know, it it just made the show. It made that show as him, that whole show, 
You know, it's it's not about I me. Mean, at, at some point, though, his show became about politics and the world and seeing the world through different eyes. It, it became very little about food. Really? Food was like, you know, at some point, like nothing uh, in the show. It was about, you know, him exposing these places. Because apparently up until 2000, he had never traveled. Really? Yeah. He uh, apparently he um, was you know, working thirty years as a chef and didn't yeah, didn't travel. Didn't have time, probably. And then he um, you know fell in love with various places like Vietnam. So, I don't know. That, but I think that if I was to have any direction for this situation, it would be along those lines. Because I, I mean, I'm thinking about you know, okay, uh, tripping with Jack. I want to do this series, you know, going. But then the COVID hit and it kind of ruined everything. Yeah. But when you when I look at it, it, that's essentially what I wanted to do. I want I want to go to the I want I don't want to just sit here and just eat the local spots and review them and talk about hey you had a fantastic uh, donut down the street. I don't, that's not really what I'm about. But um, once this COVID situation lifts, maybe the travel it's resume. It's not going to lift. The way I look at it is it's going to always be with us and we have to learn how to deal with it. That's all. Well, I'm not concerned about the COVID as much as I am concerned about the people's reaction to the COVID. You know, the the permits and the... Because, I, again, there's a certain level of power that legislation has moved in and has started to make laws and, and certificates and paperwork and stuff. Minutia. And that minutia, once they've done it, they're not going to easily give it back. The freedom is not going to be relinquished. They're not going to, oh, well, oh, yeah, sure. Go back to the way it used to be. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think, no. now, I, think, I think now that they've set that in motion, that's what's going to be from now on, mm-hmm. which sucks. Well, I think, I mean, there are changes happening. I think I heard I was going to look. Positive up. changes or well, what changes? Well, it depends changes? on who you ask. Um, well, people, freedom. No, is it, because... well, uh, as far as, you know, it's, it's connection to freedom. Because see, the thing about this world, about America, was the, the land of the free, home of the brave. Land of the free, home of the brave. Mm-hmm. Well, how does that? How does COVID play there? If they take away all your privileges, they take away all your rights. How does that work? I don't think they're taking away your rights. They're putting in things like, um, you know, when they said, "Okay, wear a mask." I mean, okay, is the pro- it really well, wait, that but, big a deal? But let me ask Why you. Let me ask you a question. A big deal? Well, let me ask you a question. What is the mask doing? Okay. It, I know. I know well, that's the problem. Saying. That's the problem I have. It's like, I, I, you know, look, I don't so mind. That's why I think they look, lifted I don't, the mask mandate. I don't mind laws. I don't, laws are supposed to be there. What I don't, what I do mind is I do mind laws for the sake of having laws. Sure. That's what I have a problem with. Uh, uh, rules for the sake of having rules. That's what I have a problem with. Well, yeah. Yeah, because then, then because then this. once you've taken, once you've like made a precedent for this a new idea then it doesn't go back mm-hmm. once you start having you know you need a, a certificate to eat in a restaurant that's not going to go back well like, you're wrong because it already did so like if we go to san francisco right now you don't need a COVID certificate well i guess it depends some of them uh, some cities do depend but i don't know i don't think so um because when i was I there just a just, few months ago yeah i know yeah a federal judge in Florida struck down the federal transportation mask mandate. Uh, transportation Security Administration said it would no longer enforce the rule, and large U.S. airlines and transportation companies announced masks were optional. So, yeah, things are changing. But where? Where is that? Because I know San Diego has been at the forefront. No, this is they're it, lifting the, U, the the mandate for wearing a mask on airplanes. It's optional. So okay. that just happened today, I think. Um, anyway, yeah, things are changing. You know, you're going to be able to travel more, but this is something I think is not going away. It's like the flu. It's not. I mean, you're gonna. It's gonna no, be I'm, around. I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. As I said, I'm not concerned about the COVID itself. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, look, the, the flu has been around forever. It doesn't stop anyone from doing anything. Mm-hmm. But I, what I'm concerned with is that when you start making rules to protect, quote unquote, protect people, that's when you they, they don't take that back easily. It's not like they just go, oh well, that's fine. You know, well, so that one, we'll see. Take that one back, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, you know, before mm-hmm. they start making other rules. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we hope to be back. You know, full force soon. The nose is on the mend. Um, it's probably I don't know a couple weeks before it'll be fully back to normal. Hopefully. Yeah, he said 
four to six weeks. Yeah, so. it's been on three now, three. going on three. So um, over the time that we were out, we took the boys, uh, well, we, they, were on, they were on spring break. Mm-hmm. They've been playing a lot of tennis lately. Got league championships this week. Yep, league championships. We're going to go see them play today. Mm-hmm. We played a couple times. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I want to play more. Get back in shape. You know, I've been noticing that um, the one thing that bothers me about uh, playing, well, playing tennis. So we went to okay. So on another day, went to Disneyland, and right before we went to Disneyland, which we hadn't been doing, I don't know, 40, four years, four or five years, four. Who's counting? I am. Um, we played tennis. This is during my recovery. And I didn't play very hard, but I, this is what I found out. Um, the COVID over January, which I don't even want to talk about. It, it was such a misery um, <laughs> because I, I think the worst thing about it, the COVID, whether it be from the COVID itself or whether it be just a lack of movement. I used to be a spry. I used to be spry. I was, I mean, even though I'm large, I can still move. Yeah. And uh, I could hike and go, I can, you know, walk long ways, I could run, I could do whatever. Well, I think the result of the COVID is that whether it be the COVID itself or whether it be the fact that I was lack of movement, it caused me to lose a lot of um, strength, I think, muscle Muscle. mass. And that means everywhere, legs, hips, all that jazz. So uh, I I was trying to play tennis, get back in shape and move around and... Um, over the then then the the nose thing came and that was two weeks almost three right lack of said, movement they said absolutely no no movement yeah. do not get your blood pressure yeah. do not get anything they don't want you bleeding everywhere so exactly yeah. so I took off that time so another two weeks gone <laughs> and um, I think the combination of the two really have put me in a bad spot mm-hmm. you know um, I went we played tennis that one afternoon I think we played do we play we played a uh, set of tennis doubles. With our boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a few good points. You know, ha- even had my son, who's a top-notch player, looked at me and said, hey, good point, Dad. You know, because I hit a few good shots. They could serve a uh, couple of good shots, won the point. Pretty good. And I thought, okay, I'll be fine. The next day, I woke up in the morning, before, before very early, before we went to Disneyland. And I could tell my legs were a little sore, a little stiff. But I was like, okay, it'll wear off. I'll be fine. I think about by four o'clock in the afternoon on the day of Disneyland, I was walking like uh, my legs were made of two by four. <laughs> you know, they were made of uh, cord wood. Okay. Uh, I felt like I was the tin man. <laughs> I, my hips were stiff, my lower back, my legs. Uh, yeah. Shot. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was miserable. I, and I was so worried about this because I'm like, Hey, Disneyland's expensive. I do not want you, you know, complaining the whole time. Cause last time we went four years prior, so we were in this similar situation where there was a lot of complaining about the day being well, long I think, I think and it, walking. Well, I, and, well yeah. And I, and, but I think I did fairly well considering. When? This time? This time. Well, so one thing you're leaving out though, is that I knew that there there could be problems, and I took some medicine with me just in case we needed to use it. And I took one for me, one for you, and it ended up being that you ended up taking both of them. And I think that that helped you. It had to have because at four o'clock I was, I I, I was just saying, hey, go on without me. Yeah, save I know. Your, save you were yourselves. Like, yeah. Save yourselves. And there was a point when we were walking on the I don't know the seventh. Uh, what do they call that when you're um, when you're uh, you're 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 going to cross something? You're you're going migrating. We migrated again from one <laughs> park to the other, and uh, we went. No, at this point we, we transversed. Were just going transversed. From, yeah, but we were we, going we, from. No, we traversed. We from we okay. trudged and <laughs> traversed. Lots of words here across the parks. Uh-huh. Because again, no, no, no. At this point, we weren't. We were already in Disneyland at this. Oh, point. I understand. And we were but, going but from we, like, but. But Frontier the thing about land. thing about these parks, uh-huh. they have terrible directions. No, they do. Yeah, they do. They have terrible. There's no signage. They don't tell you. You have to look at the map, or you have to know where you're going. 
to get to where you want to go. Yeah, and I know Disney. Well, I don't. So for me, and it so was no big all I know is, and, and by the way, <laughs> it was a big deal. It was. I'll explain because you would look up and go, "I wish they had better signage." You would say that. No, I said that at a California couple times. Adventure. Okay, and then, but it doesn't make a difference. You still said it, and then you end up walking this way, going all the way over that way, and then realize, no, I want to go all the way back the other way. So we're we're going back and forth and back and forth, and then, yeah. California Adventure was a little different because we we are not familiar with that. Disneyland, I know like the back of my hand. That one's easy. Yeah. Well, except for the new stuff, except, that new well, uh, Star, no, Star Wars No, I know thing. where that one is. I just didn't know that they replaced it. They put that over there with the where the Looney Tunes yeah. once yeah. was um, instead of like kind of, I guess they couldn't remodify or modify, you know, um, Tomorrowland and put it there because it, know, which is it's dumb. already, it's already I, done. I hear you, I hear you. But, it's, but having two separate Star Wars properties, that's... Well, I mean, not really. They don't have yeah. two separate. They have a Star Tours and then they have the Space Mountain and then, yeah. yes. And now they have a whole Star separate Wars Star Wars thing. Section. But anyways, Wait. after traversing this thing for the 17th time, up and down ramps and stairways, getting out of these... Look, I know it's easy for you. No, I'm I just know. saying, it's I not know you're 17 not... times. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a slight exaggeration. 16. Okay, I'll concede 16. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I was I was cooked. Uh, yeah. My legs and my, my, my legs and my quads and my feet at this point, because I had some good, comfortable shoes on that allowed me to get to four o'clock. But at four o'clock, because we would, we would stop, we'd get on a thing, a ride, we'd stand standing. Oh, I hate it. I hate just standing. Just stand. That's probably what did it. That's probably what did it. And I didn't even think this was that bad, considering no, I hear, I hear we you. had um, that stupid genie pest, which I don't think is worth it. Um, um, and no ride was more than an hour. I don't think, I mean, I think there are about, rain, some of them, the bigger rides were 45 minutes to an hour tops, right? The cars was about an know. hour. I, th- I, I and, wasn't even counting. <clears throat> I just was miserable. Well, yeah. I remember that four years ago when we went, we stood in line for that stupid cars ride for two hours. Wow. And Look, tell me this. Tell me if you, from your memory of past visits to these parks, mm-hmm. is it has the has the um, has, has have they lost something to you? Yes, because of because of the the weights. That's uh, annoying. No, I'm not talking about that. No, I'm but that's about the, what, the overall experience. No, because I love it. I still love going. If if I, you know. It, I have a different feeling about it. You're, you know, you, like you said, you don't like walking. You don't like waiting. No, 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 no forget, that, forget that. Forget that. Forget all that. No, but I'm that not makes talk, I'm difference. not talking about that. No, it doesn't to me. For you, it will. No, no it doesn't. You're not when happy. I was a young, I remember going to Disneyland and having this feeling of magic. The magic, it was the magic was there. I don't, it doesn't feel magical anymore to me. And I don't, and I don't mean from the, oh, well, you're old and you don't, you know, no. I'm talking about from the idea that there's something lost in the experience. I just remember walking down, like going into the park and feeling this feel anticipation of what, oh my God, this is going to be this great thing. Ooh, how exciting. And I'd be walking down the main street of it and just feeling like everything was pristine. Like everything was like, it just felt like maybe a combination of lack of staffing or maybe the, uh, maybe just the standards aren't as high or maybe that... It seems like more of a money grab. But that's for sure. For sure. But I'm just saying like, it seems like there's magic. The, 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 the petals are off the flower to me. Yeah. Because when I used to walk down there, I just felt like I, could, I would go into the little stores and I'd see this overflowing candy. It felt like, well, like the candy shop to me felt like Willy Wonka's palace. Yeah, and I think all that all that changed too, even with sure, COVID, sure, right? Sure. Everything's prepackaged and all this stuff. You can't go in and, hey, let's grab some, let me get some of this and some of that. And that, that. See, and so it's, that part of it's gone. gone. Yeah. And then it, it seemed like there was more vendors yes. walking around. You know, uh, they, 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 you'd have to go find them. They were kind of meandering or they, it, it, and again, this is a decline over the years, but mm-hmm. it just seemed like they were there not just grabbing money, but they were there to please you. Yeah. They were, they were creating an experience yeah. for you. And, uh, and then I'll mem- I remember going to the, what was that? The electric light parade they used mm-hmm. to have in the center at nighttime. Yeah. I used to wait for that. I used to, and it was, and again, a little hokey, a little maybe a vintage, but it was like this idea that was, it was going to happen. There was going to be fireworks and there was yeah. going to be all this. It just doesn't seem to be there to me. 
It just, it didn't seem, it seemed like it well, got way more expensive yeah. and it just didn't seem like there was, it was all that. Well, that's for sure. It's just and, not and, and worth this, the and cost. This, and this is what I think. Generationally, your expectations drop because once it's gone, you don't miss it. The next generation, like you're just used to the way it is now. Right. They don't and know. And so they don't remember what happened before. Right. And so when it goes, if you weren't around before to see it, you don't miss it. Mm-hmm. And now you, you're, so for me, um, don't get me wrong. I still love Space Mountain. I was hooting and hollering all through the ride, all over the place. Um, the, what was that Incredibles ride? Is that Incredible ride at, uh, where is that? Adventure. The, yeah. The, uh, what is I was cackling and ooh, I going through all the twists and turns. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have gone on the revolution. That's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Park. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what was it? No. What's it called? The the other the big one in the parking lot. Matter. Oh, Matterhorn. No, no, no. The. Um, Are you talking? You're talking about a different at Disneyland. Park. Isn't there another ride out in the parking lot? Why are you doing this? This this is Magic you're Mountain. Around. Magic Mountain. Yeah, you're it? just messing. No, no. What was the other? What's there other roller coaster they have at Disneyland? Is it is the only one they have? What are you talking? About? Stop messing around. You know I'm exactly. I'm not messing around. I don't. I haven't been to. I don't go to Disneyland. I, I just. I. There's the Matterhorn. There's the Big Thunder um, Road. No. Thing. What's the What's There's, the big white one? Isn't there a big white one in the park? Yeah, in a different park. What's the What is that one? The called? only one you're talking about is the Incredible Incredicoaster. That's at the California Adventure. That's a big white one. Okay. Because I was thinking when I was in Disneyland that I was looking out and I saw a ride I didn't get to. In Disneyland. Yeah. Another roller coaster ride I didn't get to. A big white one. Well, you got to it. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways. You got to it. I did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But, but you know, think about... The, okay, so speaking of which, Star Tours... Wow. Okay, so let's check this out. Star Tours... I think there's an... There is a... Uh, there is a, um, a good... There's there's the standard issue video they play, and then there's a, a uh, like a uh, what do they call that a uh, exclusive video they play. No, right? I think there's several different videos for people that hey, if you're gonna come here a lot, we gotta. No, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. But I'll tell you right now, this is what I saw. The video, the first we go to Star Tours, we get in there, and they're having technical difficulties, or there was a problem with one of the writers. I don't know which yeah, one it was. Yeah, it was one of the writers. They're down at the front. And I don't know how they got the signal to stop, uh, yeah, but they stopped. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we're 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 in mid assault. I, I think we were like three quarters in. About halfway, I think. We're in the mid assault of a Death Star. No, not Death Star. What do they call the the cruisers? Okay, we're. Well, I mean, we're going at it. Next thing you know, sorry people, we have a problem, or we have to stop the ride. Blah blah blah. So. I'm like, okay. So they deal with the issue, and then they say, "Well, they ask they ask the group, do you want us to start again, or do you want us to just continue on from where we are?'" Actually, no, that wasn't it. Do you want to get off, or do you want us to start this again? Because you could leave right now, or we're going to restart this thing. So, are you sure they weren't yeah, going to continue? Because people left. No, they weren't going to recon- No, no. Well, no. Let me, let me finish. Let me, let me I, Don't even finish. It's not that wasn't the option. The option was get. I think you can mistaken. leave now. As a matter of fact, that what I heard was them say, "Do you want us to continue, or do you want us to start again?" Do you want us to start Anyways, again, the, or the would lady, you like to leave? The that's, lady, that's it. the lady that was sitting next to me, she, I heard her say, "Oh no," like that, because she did not want to start again. So, anyways, um, I'm so glad they started again, because the second video they played was twice as good as the first one. Graphically, mm-hmm. okay. Graphically, it was so much more satisfying. I think there are levels that, unless you are, because I, I think I'd seen the video that we were that we had started. That first video, I think I, I think we'd seen it before. This video we saw the the second time round mm-hmm. was exponentially better graphically than the first one. I thought, uh, yeah, it was better. Way better. It was better. So it was like newer from the newer. That's what I'm trying Star to tell you. That's what I'm no, trying to I'm tell just you. Saying, from, it was exponentially your, better. Yeah, your it was from the 
the actual the what's the most recent trilogy whatever it is that i only know the three first star wars movie i don't remember any of the rest of them okay i don't know (laughs) see i was i was i'm an og see from back i stood in line in 1977 26 times to get to or maybe maybe 20 but but i saw those movies again and again and again and again Mm -hmm. okay um but um okay another criticism See, here's my problem. If it, as far as a foodie is concerned, they could, they could, not, they could, exp- they could make much, much more money, much more money, if they made it better for you. Like I, I had to go seek out. So, so here's the thing: Why is it, or am I buying stuff inside Disneyland that I can get beyond the fence? See, when I was a boy, it felt like the only place you could get the things they sold there was there. I remember going, like, you, you used to love the white chocolate, mm-hmm. the white chocolate brittle, whatever. And I, and I became, I, I started to love it as well when I met you. But I remember going in there and seeing unique things, unique food, unique uh, snacks. Oh, and I was joking with the boys before we went. I said, oh, I can't wait to have the funnel cake. Didn't see any funnel cakes. They don't sell funnel Okay. All I saw was churros. And I'm like, churros? That's what they bought. I can get them at Costco. Yeah, I know. Why do I need a churro? <laughs> Why am I coming to Disneyland for churro? You're not. You're not. Like you said, for me, it's more like, okay, in the candy shop, I used to love to go to the candy shop and, and get Look, that I'm, white chocolate. A, let me, let me say it to yeah. Disneyland. Disneyland, okay? I know Walt's gone, okay? But there's got to be somebody at the helm of this baby mm-hmm. that's going to be putting life back into there. Because the prob- I'll go back. The- I'll go back. But I'll only go back is that if you start bringing some of the originality to back to the Disneyland. Because here's the problem. If I'm buying a Sprite from a bottle or I'm buying a Coke from the bottle, that just tells me that you have now uh, given up. Because here's, here's the reality. You're not cre- – look, when, you know, when you went to, to the tennis match at Indian Wells, is it Indian Wells? Yeah. And you sat at Nobu. Mm-hmm. And you went to Nobu and you bought a uh, passion fruit drink or whatever it was. Yeah. That is what you remembered about the whole damn lunch. It had nothing to do with the sushi. You didn't say, oh, the sushi is amazing. No. My son said, the best thing on the thing I had was that drink. No. And, he, no, because, and I guess you didn't hear him well because, you know, his I don't favorite, argue. What his I'm just saying is that, sushi, let's, 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 like, what I'm trying to get is that, tuna, fine. What sashimi. I'm saying to you, listen to what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I want some, I want you to, I want, Disneyland needs to have stuff that I can't get anywhere else. I'll agree with That's that. That's what makes it magic. It's, it's, what good it's, is it for you to, I can just buy a churro <laughs> that I can get at Costco. I what good is it? I understand. And trust me. Uh, yeah. I miss some of the things about it. And I think it's way overpriced. And I think that the, this whole, the way they do the, you was, we used to have at one point, okay, fast pass, you know, you could go up to the ride, push the button, yeah. get your ticket. And it would tell you, okay, come back at this time and you won't have to wait in two hour lines. Now they have this genie, whatever, lightning. That we had to pay extra for. That you pay extra yep. for. And you don't get to go in and say, I want this, this, this. And this. like pick 10 rides and give you, assign yeah. you yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You can only pick two. And then you have to wait two hours after those have expired before you can go in and choose the next. It's like, what the hell is the point for that? It is ridiculous. So look, Disney, you got some work to do. Sorry, in order for me to come back, Disney, you need to bring back some of the originality you need to create some magic, and the magic for me is gone. Now, don't get me wrong; the rides are fine. Uh, by the way, do something. No, they do, need to do, some do more something about. Coasters. Do something. Yeah, definitely more roller coasters. Do something about that sky tour thing, the sky over flying over California thing. Oh, sorry. It's it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> uh, the, the The idea is great. The 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 mechanical part is great. Uh, the video quality is shite. It's just it's just not up to par anymore. So. Um, yeah. Fix your damn genie lightning lane. Bring nonsense. back some original things. <laughs> Do originality. Don't make me buy and a hot dog on a stick, like a, like a frozen hot dog on a stick from somewhere. Don't make me buy. And look, here's the thing. What is the part of Dick Buy? Okay, what but, is the problem with having an area of Disneyland where adults can go and have fun too? Let me ask you a question. It's called California you, Adventure. You, no, no. I'm not walking 400 yards to get to a, a, have a beer. It, it's hot. You're there for 14 or 18 oh, hours. I found out there is one place yeah, in but, Disneyland where you can't yeah, get Yeah, where is that? 
You have to go make, you have to have a reservation for it. A reservation, a reservation to have a reservation to go to the restaurant where they'll sell, sell you the beer. Stupid. Yeah, I know. Stupid. You know, look, uh, I'm going to say this to you, Disneyland. I simply don't understand why it is that you can't have a respite for the adults. The adults are being tortured all day long, 15, 17 hours, whatever the deal is. They're there from eight o'clock in the morning until midnight at night, and they don't they can't have a break. They can't you can't have a little lounge somewhere. I'm not saying the people need to get drunk. I'm just saying, how about a little area where the adults can go have a few minutes of rest? You know? How about a place where you can just go grab a cold beer, maybe have an adult-style lunch? You know, not a burger, not some crap taco or something. Something good. Why is it that you can't create something per premium for the adults? Was I, Look, I'll pay. I'll pay right now. I have no problem paying for it. If it's, if it's premium, I want it. But right now, what you've done is you put out a bunch of mediocre crud. Sorry. You have. It's mediocre crud. So the food is mediocre and it's, it's expensive. The, um, you got to make a reservation to get a beer, apparently. I'm not saying that the parents need to go walk around being hammered. But I'll tell you right now, it's just a little rest. You know, your kids are off on a ride. You got teenagers that want to ignore you. You know, you want to have just a, I don't want to sit on a, why can't I just go into a nice little cool room where the game is playing or whatever and grab a cold drink, a little, you know, premium piece of food that, that I'm willing to pay for. And um, it should be, it shouldn't be. I mean, yes, it's all about the kids, but the problem is the parents have to be there too. I don't know. Ah, nobody wants to hear my nasally drone anymore. So anyways, uh, look, guys, this is the state of affairs. Uh, we're back. We're coming back soon, hard and heavy. Um, I'm going to try and evolve the show and make it something more, more interesting, more content, more things to, to see and do. Um, thanks for listening. Keep on listening. We're going to have more things for you to see. And uh, talk to you soon. Be nice to each other.